Hey, faithful listener, grab your cup of coffee and experience the Bible in a way you never have before. P40 Ministries is a podcast that goes through the Bible cover to cover. It's an awesome narrative that focuses your mind and prepares your heart for God to speak. So join your host, Jen, for a biblical podcast that's hilarious, informative, imaginative, and fun. The P40 Ministries podcast. Listen now as we go through the book of Leviticus. Hey, friends and faithful listeners, thanks for tuning into the P40 Ministries podcast on this beautiful Wednesday morning. And today we are going to be discussing Leviticus again. Leviticus chapter 4, verses 27 through, let's see here, 35. And this will be the end of Leviticus chapter 4, and we'll be moving on to Leviticus chapter 5. And there's more um, sacrifices on the way here. (laughs) We're going to be talking about sacrifices for the next like six years, probably. No, not really, but... (laughs) But anyway, let's go ahead and talk about this. I'll be reading out a W.E.B. version as I always do. Grab your cup of coffee or your cup of tea and let's jump right in. If any one of the common people sins unwittingly in doing any of the things which Yahweh has commanded not to be done and is guilty, if his sin which he has sinned has made known to him, then he shall bring for his offering a goat, a female without defect, for the sin that he has sinned. He shall lay his hand on the head of the sin offering and kill the sin offering in the place of the burnt offering. The priest shall take some of its blood with his finger and put it on the horns of the altar of the burnt offering and the rest of the blood shall be poured out at the base of the altar. All of its fat he shall take away like the fat that is taken away from the sacrifice of the peace offerings and the priest shall burn it on the altar for a pleasing aroma to Yahweh and the priest shall make atonement for him and he will be forgiven. If he brings a lamb as his offering for a sin offering, he shall bring a female without defect. He shall lay his hand on the head of the sin offering and kill it for a sin offering in the place where they kill the burnt offering. The priest shall take some of the blood of the sin offering with his finger and put it on the horns of the altar of the burnt offering and the rest of its blood he shall pour out at the base of the altar. He shall remove all of its fat like the fat of the lamb that is removed from the sacrifice of peace offerings. The priest shall burn them on the altar on the offerings of Yahweh made by fire. The priest shall make atonement for him concerning his sin that he has sinned and he will be forgiven. So the past couple days, we talked about the different kinds of sin offerings. Now, don't forget, this is a sin offering specifically dedicated to people who didn't know they sinned. (laughs) So this is like a sin that somebody commits. They did it unwittingly. They didn't realize they were committing a sin. But God says, because these people didn't realize it, they are still guilty. And uh, like I said on the podcast last week, it makes a lot of sense because For example, here in America, if you do some crime, even though if you didn't know it was a crime, you can still be punished for that crime. So basically, God is saying, like, just because you didn't know you broke the law, it doesn't mean you still didn't do it. You still have to pay for breaking the law. And of course, the people back in these days paid through the life of these animals. And these animals would literally take their sin on them and be sacrificed for the person 
And then that person, of course, would be forgiven, just as God says here in verse 31 and in verse 35. He says that when the people do this, when they bring those animals, when the animal's life gets sacrificed for that human being, then the human being will be forgiven by God. Now, of course, I believe this also has to do with where the condition of the heart is for the person as well. Because we see later on that God literally ended up hating sacrifices, or at least hating the way sacrifices were done because people were just checking off a box to get it over with, to get it done so that they could go on and continue doing whatever they wanted to continue doing, even if that thing was a sin. So God did not end up liking that aspect. And I believe also the sacrifices at that time period just became brutal, you know? I mean, God was taking measures here in Leviticus to make sure that these animals were actually going to be killed in a very humane kind of way. In fact, he has mentioned several things in the law so far that has uh, dealt with animal cruelty. One of the big ones I can talk about is the goat being boiled in the mother's milk, which was something that the pagans would do as like a springtime thing. I don't exactly know what it was, but it was like a springtime ceremony where they would like get these baby goats and like kill them by boiling them in their own mother's milk. And I don't know what they thought that would help them with, but (laughs) that's a big one where God is like, okay, you guys are not like the pagans. Though sacrifice is necessary, don't be like the pagans and don't be cruel just to be cruel to animals. And God was really, really big about setting his people apart from the pagans at that time. I mean, even the pagans did sacrifices, but they were often brutal. They were often horrific. And in fact, I was actually uh, watching a Netflix series a couple days ago. It was called Sons of Sam. It's one of the more popular ones on Netflix right now. And it's a it's a crime documentary, I suppose. And one of the things they were talking about was how this like cult went and like sacrificed dogs and did it brutally. They did like all sorts of horrific things to these poor dogs. And oh, oh my gosh, when I when I watched that, I was like, oh, this is just absolutely terrible. When they were like sacrificing the dogs and stuff, they they showed pictures. It's like still burned into my memory now. And <laughs> they like showed the pictures of the dogs and stuff. But my point is the way those cult people were sacrificing those dogs in that TV show is nothing like how God wanted it to be done. God wanted it to be humane. He wanted it to be quick. It wasn't like this brutal long death that this animal had to suffer through. It was quick. It was very quick. And uh, then the animal would be sacrificed. And in different circumstances, some of it would be eaten, depending on which sacrifice the person was bringing. But for example, a peace offering, part of that animal could in fact be eaten. But God would get the best portion of that animal. This was much more quick, much more humane than the pagans at that time period would do when they sacrificed their animals. So God was very big about being set apart from the pagans at that time, because that's literally what uh, consecrated means is set apart. And because the Israelites were consecrated people, 
they were to be set apart. They are to be holy, which I think also means uh, set apart. So anyway, it says that God cared even about the uh, common person if they unwittingly sinned. And we talked about that the other day. We talked about how if the priest sinned, they had to come and bring a sacrifice that he, we talked about how if a ruler or a king sinned, they would have to come give a sacrifice. But now God is talking about the common person, like people like you and me. And that's kind of why I wanted to do today as a separate day and not lump it in with the priests and the kings. I wanted to talk about the common person sacrifice because in all honesty, I'm, I'm pretty sure most of us are common people that are like listening to this podcast. I am not, <laughs> I'm not a leader of any sort. I'm not a king and I'm pretty sure there's no kings or presidents or world leaders listening to this podcast right now. But you know, God cared just as much about the common person as he did for kings and rulers and priests. And that's where it's, it's portions of scripture like this that just make me like solidify in me that God does not play any favorites. In fact, he loves everybody equally. And I'm learning that more and more and more as I read through the Old Testament, how equally he loves each and every single one of us individually. Now, one of my biggest questions about the portion we read today was actually if women could come and sacrifice animals and uh, do this as well. Me being a woman, I sometimes wonder about these things. But after doing some research, I believe yes. I believe women could come and offer sacrifices. And there is a sacrifice later on that we'll talk about that says that anyone could bring it. And then this one right here in verse 27 does not specify a male only bringing this sacrifice because it says here in verse 27, if any one of the common people sins unwittingly. So I believe that that means that any person who sinned could come and bring this sacrifice. So this included men and women to solidify this a little bit further. When Hannah in first Samuel, uh, she was the mother of Samuel. <laughs> when Hannah was uh, begging to have a son from God because she was childless. She was going with her husband to offer these sacrifices, is what it says. So that's um, that's something that can solidify it a little further, that women did have a part in this, and this is not reserved only for men. And, uh, you know, here in verse 27, if any one of the common people sins unwittingly in doing any of the things which Yahweh's commanded not to be done uh, and is guilty. So then that person would bring the sin offering, and it would be sacrificed in this particular way. Now, the other thing that stood out to me about this, even though it's literally the same, uh, the same process that we talked about earlier with the kings and the priests, the only difference is uh, for the common person, the priest does not have to go into the tent of meeting and uh, flick the blood onto the um, onto the veil. That's the only difference. And the other difference here is that this animal could be a female animal as compared to the ruler and the priest. They had to bring a male animal, but this one could be a female. So other than that, though, this is this is completely the same process as the uh, as the high priest sinning or the priest sinning and a ruler sinning and even the whole congregation of Israel. Same exact process. You know, the person that uh, does the sin, 
specifically the person that does the sin, has to come to the door of the tent of meeting, kill the animal, and then present it to the priest. And then the priest would burn the animal and then he would make that person right with God through this process. And then that person uh, would be forgiven by God. But, you know, the thing that sticks out to me about this is that God cares about those itty bitty little sins that we don't even notice that we do. Because, you know, it says here that if anybody's even unwittingly sinning, that God wants us to have a repentant heart, even for those small things. So the small things are just as important to God as the big things are. And it says even in the Bible that if you are faithful in the small things, then you will be faithful in bigger things. So yes, the small things kind of show where our heart is headed, I believe. It's almost like um, a rumble strip. You know, we when we start doing small, itty-bitty little sins, that kind of shows where our heart is headed. And we might end up doing bigger things later on if we don't check those tiny things that we are doing. People could argue saying like, well, how do we know we're sinning? You know, even God says that these people are unwittingly sinning. Well, that was something I thought about today. And so I ended up uh, praying about it. And it was kind of funny because things that I had thought of and done days ago that I didn't even consider to be a sin, when I prayed about them, I do believe that God like revealed those things to me and I just remembered them and I never would have remembered them had I not prayed about it. So I do believe that if um, if you are serious about wanting to be forgiven in every single aspect of your life and truly wanting to give your entire heart over to God, then if you care about those little things, God will help you remember what those little things were. <laughs> Kind of like he did for me. And so I ended up, uh, you know, asking God to forgive me for those little things that I had done a couple days ago. And, you know, I, I, I just believe very strongly that God just cares about every single aspect of our heart. And when kind of like that rumble strip, you know, that's on the road to tell us that we are going off the road. And when we hit that rumble strip, we know to go back onto the road. So that's kind of like, like these little sins or these sins that we don't even realize we're doing when we remember them or when God reveals them to us, that's kind of showing the direction our heart is beginning to go. And it's almost like, okay, get back onto the, the right path here because that's what's important. But friends, this was, uh, Leviticus chapter 4 verses 27 through 35 and we finished this out today so definitely join me again on Friday to discuss the beginning of Leviticus chapter 5. And I'm just so excited to keep moving into Leviticus more and more and just talk about the Old Testament and what it meant to the people and how we can relate it back to our own lives nowadays. Though the Old Testament was fulfilled we can definitely still look at it and apply it in many different ways to our own lives similar to like what we talked about today with the um you know the unintentional little sins that we commit how do those affect us today you know like back in these days god cared about them so he must care about them nowadays and i believe that is the point point. 
of the Old Testament is not necessarily that we have to look at this and follow every single thing to a T anymore because um, we just can't. You know, it's very culturally different and many of these things we don't have to do. Like, we don't have to do sacrifices because obviously Jesus is our sacrifice, so we don't have to bring these animals to our high priest anymore to do that because we already have a high priest in heaven and that person obviously is Jesus. But friends and faithful listeners, thank you so much for tuning into this episode today and I hope you are blessed and I hope you share it on your social media platforms if you were convicted or if you just enjoyed the episode, you know, let people know that P40 Ministries exists. Friends and faithful listeners, have a fantastic rest of your Wednesday. Happy listening and God bless. <music>